As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Gamer Heroes, a Heroes Podcast Network production. Each episode, we discuss the latest gaming news, and then bring on a guest or two for an in-depth discussion on specific games, franchises, and more. It's game time. Greetings, gamers, and welcome back to Gamer Heroes, the video game podcast on the Heroes Podcast Network. I am your host, Derek, and this week, I'm going to dive almost directly into our main topic. I've decided to forego the news section this week, partly due to Microsoft uh, Xbox having their big event on July 23rd, which is later this week, to go through a bunch of first-party games for the X series, and I'm sure we'll learn a lot about Halo Infinite, among other things. So I may put out a news-only episode next week. I may save it all for our normal schedule the following week. You'll just have to keep your eye on the feed. I'll let you know on social media as well, at Gamer Heroes Pod on Twitter. So what are we doing this week? This week is Star Wars, mainly Star Wars Battlefront 2, as well as the Star Wars Battlefront franchise, the originals, as well as this reboot that we have. We'll be talking about Star Wars Squadrons, old games, remakes, you you know it, whatever it is, that's a Star Wars video game. And who am I talking with? I am bringing in two friends of mine. My sibling show, the Echo Station podcast here on the Heroes Podcast Network, is a Star Wars podcast hosted by Chris Jade and Ian Turner, and they will be joining me to talk about Star Wars video games, because who better to talk about Star Wars gaming than Star Wars podcasters? So that's what we're doing. So I'm going to go ahead and take a short break. And when we come back, I'll have Chris and Ian to talk Star Wars Battlefront. May the force be with you. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right. Hey, everybody. We are back, and I have kind of a fun group with me this week in our crossover episode here on Gamer Heroes. I have the two hosts of the Echo Station podcast, which is a sibling show on the Heroes Podcast Network that focuses on Star Trek. Is that right? You guys talk about Star Trek on Echo Station? First off, you said kind of fun. That is a gross insult. Jar Jar Binks is kind of fun. We are fantastic. So that's Ian from house of turner cosplay and then we have his co-host chris jade hi chris hi guys and we are absolutely a star trek podcast yeah <laughs> um live live long and 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 use the force there you go that works. set phasers to stunning that phaser seems stunning. <laughs> God. oh i love it i like that one that's good um so in all seriousness echo station is a star wars podcast um, do either of you want to kind of just do a quick pitch on what kind of stuff you talk about? Oh God, we talk about uh, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I mean, we, uh, we, we try to bring a different perspective yeah. than you know a lot of other Star Wars podcasts have. We, you know, we are um, well, we have a woman, <laughs> and then not a lot of Star Wars podcasts do. Uh, we're both members of the LGBTQIA um, plus community. We, we like to talk about the fashion of Star Wars a lot. We do um, character highlights. Um, we, talk, we try to talk about the news and um, artwork and, and merch for collectors, of course. Yes. Can't, can't be Basically, anything under the Star Wars umbrella, we try and hit home on in some yeah. form or another. Uh, but yeah, our main our main things are just, just talking Star Wars and just talking whatever we want to talk about and hoping that people listen yeah <laughs> that's the key is yes having people listen for yeah. sure um so you're both here of course because we are going to talk about something star wars related this week and that is star wars battlefront 2 as well as the battlefront franchise yeah. um so now i am still relatively new to battlefront i played the very old original one way back when mm-hmm. we all did. i just started playing battlefront 2 because it went free on playstation plus yeah because it was the free game of the month because it was the free game of the month and that was the right price there you go for me to check it out um but you two have played like the core four games right yes absolutely okay so let's explain to people just a little bit about how this works because there was already a battlefront and a battlefront 2 and then we got a new battlefront and a battlefront 2 so who wants to explain what the hell that means it's kind of like uh, a reboot if yeah, you will no it's absolutely it's a reboot of the franchise which was super confusing to me when they first yeah. announced it i was like but we have a battlefront and this is made by because lucas uh lucas arts was dissolved when disney took over uh the, yeah it was very sad because i'm like well very there sad. go all the fun games because literally there were about five or ten games in development they all went nope we're gonna get away go away yep. 
So basically, it's all developed now by EA Games. They have the official licensing contract with uh, Disney and, and Lucas. So they're like, hey, we're going to put out a Battlefront game. And so I'm like, oh, cool. And at the time, it was beautiful. Like, it was 2000, I think, what, 15 when it came out? Yeah. 2014, 2015, something like that. No, 2015 and 2017. Yeah. And just to clarify for people who care about the distinction ea publishes the game dice is the developer yes yes just to clarify and so you know the first game came out and it was fun but it was all original trilogy so it was all four five and six locations plus uh rogue one when it came out because that was when the time it was coming out so they did rogue one dlc kind of thing uh but other than that that was about it and so they're like well we're battlefront 2 we're going to do some more space combat and we're going to add in all the other eras in Battlefront or in the Star Wars. Exciting. Yes. It was very exciting. I think for me, so I tried the first Battlefront. In fact, I think I borrowed your copy, Ian, if I remember correctly. Um, Was that there wasn't really a campaign or story? You just had no. No, there was not. There was just no story mode. It's just the like arcade playthrough kind of individual mm-hmm. games and um and multiplayer mm-hmm. which is a plus yeah. for somebody who's like an xbox person so we have we have a well I have P, i'm pc and xbox um because there are not that many multiple multiplayer um like on your sofa co-op games right local. for the xbox games so but battlefront is which is probably the main reason that we bought it yeah that's fair does battlefront 2 have local as well yes i did not know that okay cool so yeah, so Battlefront 2 brings in just a ton of new content, including a campaign. And, and it's a really great story. Really has like all three common eras of Star Wars. It does, yes. Um, so for for me, I'm, I'm kind of, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about some speculation later, but like that's so much ground to cover. Um, what, what era is your favorite to play? in the game not necessarily your favorite era in star wars but in this specific game which era do you like to play the most uh prequel clone wars era for me okay um i'd have to say see for me it's still the original trilogy yeah it's probably ot but i also really enjoy playing as uh, as kylo yeah (laughs) (laughs) Right, so one of the key things in, in, the, in this Battlefront 2 game is that you have normal classes, right? Assault and heavy and so forth. But you can mm-hmm. also use credits earned while you play to purchase in-game these more specific characters. You can play as Darth Maul, you can play as Yoda and, and all that. Um, so Kylo, is, is that your favorite to play as, Chris? Probably, probably Luke and Kylo, just because I'm drawn to the Jedi, but... I don't know. Kylo is just such a maniac. He's so fun to play. <laughs> he just, you know, just going to emo maniac mode. Yeah. Yeah. I um, I found myself really enjoying Boba Fett with oh, yeah. the jetpack and oh, everything, um, especially because there's a couple of levels where you can kind of get on top of a couple of things and just, just really have people. Yeah, yeah. You have a great line of sight, you know, and you can really help coordinate. Ian, who's your favorite if you have one? Uh, mine is a toss-up, and they're two totally different characters, but mine's a toss-up between, uh, Leia and Maul. So I have yeah, not played as Leia different. yet. Maul's so cr- they, well, they redid Leia, because originally she didn't have a bunch of the stuff that she had 
ability wise and they took a bunch of input and they're like um we're gonna change a bunch of stuff for her and they changed it for the better because she can now throw thermal detonators at people and before i think she just i think she just had like a repeating blaster and a shield and that was it so giving her more things to do was very very smart that reminds me of this mall that reminds me of the original Boba Fett play from the original Battlefront, and Boba Fett was my favorite character back from the original franchise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was just throwing thermal detonators at everybody. <laughs> it's fun. I like the jetpack. You know? Oh, yeah. It's pretty cool. There's, a few, there's a few games where you can have a jetpack, you know? Um, so when Battlefront 2 came out, there was a great deal of controversy around. Oh, Lord. Boy, howdy was there. Now, that's the main reason I didn't touch this game until recently because it that's was such, completely fair, right? Like, it was such a shit show when it was first launching, um, that I just didn't want to deal with it. So, that main controversy centered around loot boxes or loot crates or whatever term you want to use basically, in game microtransactions with randomized stuff using real money, yes what was in those loot boxes that made people so pissed so basically what you could do is you could buy those loot boxes and you could get upgrades and weapons upgrades uh character upgrades ability upgrades that would give you an advantage on the battlefront right because in this game so you have of course you have your your class whatever it is that you pick but that class has different types of cards that you can unlock and then apply that give different abilities or different stats and then the weapons themselves unlock that give you different fire rates different damage different recoil all that type of stuff and so unlike a game like overwatch where everything's just cosmetic in the loot boxes Mm -hmm. these actually gave different abilities and powers to your characters yes um you know also you could purchase uh characters for actual money yeah. in the very first like yeah like actual like real people money not like star wars credits that and i didn't know actually okay so you could buy infuriating oh yeah because so here's the thing you bought the game the collector's edition for you know 80 bucks whatever and you still have to pay an extra you know 20 bucks or 40 bucks to unlock darth vader yeah you could not you could not buy the full content what? of the game in just a in one drop EA done fucked up majorly with that. So bad. Wow. So I didn't know about the the purchasing of characters. So okay, let's let's talk about that for a minute. So do you you mean like you would have you would have to purchase or could purchase Darth Maul and then just have him all the time when you play? No, you could purchase him to play as if you wanted to. Like, I'm trying to think how to word this. So in the lobby, when you get to choose your characters, mm-hmm. sometimes someone chooses the hero that you want. Right. So you couldn't play as Darth Maul. If you can't have two Darth Mauls. But like, for example, uh, Heroes versus Villains, which isn't an online, it can be offline. Then you can pick whatever hero you want to be. So you run the risk of, yeah, someone picking, uh, you know, the hero that you want to be as. But... I, I never understood the fact that you had to pay for characters. That made no sense to me whatsoever. I'm trying to understand how that functions. So like in the game today, 
you yep. you earn these temporary credits for the the round um, by doing things as you're playing killing other characters playing uh, objectives whatever it may be yes exactly and so when your character next dies and you you can choose a different role or a different character mm -hmm. are you saying that in order to get access to the special characters you had to purchase them using money ahead of time or no you could purchase them just to purchase them and so like later on you could play as them and new various other scenarios that they had going on gotcha but you know like for example people will just you know depending on how many battle points you earn as well because certain characters are not unlocked until you reach a certain battle point limit mm -hmm. right uh so it just depends on how good of a player you are too if you suck at shooting games and you just want to play as all these characters then you know, doing the online stuff maybe not have been the best option for you. Just stick with the offline stuff and you'll be fine. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I kind of feel that. I, um, I It took me a while to get used to the game. And of course, like when you're starting out, you have nothing unlocked, right? So you have yeah. no yeah. cards, you have the base weapon, and you're still playing people who have maxed out everything, you know, trying it's to really frustrating. Right? So do you guys have any suggestions or strategies for somebody who might be relatively new to this or is curious about it? Like, is there a class that you recommend they start out with? Well, now that they took away the whole transaction, microtransactions, paying for characters and stuff like that, you really basically, I think, I don't know, I had all the characters unlocked by the time they did this. So I'm not sure if they still come with them automatically unlocked when you buy the game or not. But if they do... You have to earn them, but you earn them through gameplay. Okay. So... I personally like the officer class because you get a command bonus if you like do like a shouting thing and you can uh, boost morale and uh, boost the health of your surrounding uh, team members. And you also get a turret, which really helps out. And uh, oh, you, and a flashbang grenade, which helps out a lot too. That's what my number one thing as is is an officer. Do you agree oh. with Ian? No, oh, I don't play online multiplayer. <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, I I watch my I watch my kids do it, but um, I've only played I've only played local co-op and uh, the story mode. For me, it's the story mode that makes Battlefront Two a very worthwhile game to own. That's fair. I um I play with a group. There's four of us that play on Wednesday nights, and we kind of switch off between just doing the four-player co-op online and doing some of the larger maps that they have mm -hmm. um so i'm almost unless i'm picking a special character i play heavy okay um, mainly because of it's it's special um is really a powerful way to kind of hold back a yeah. group of forces with the turret um, and everything or the repeating whatever you want minigun i guess yeah exactly yeah, yeah. and then it had you know the, the assault has a shield as well so mm -hmm. i really like playing that i tried doing specialist which is basically sniper um, but I found it, found it really hard to get any good vantage points on most of the levels. It's because there aren't any. Yeah, no, there isn't really anywhere to pull sniper mode. There really right? isn't. Um, so I was wondering if maybe it was just me and I'm just, I wasn't doing it right with that particular class, but there just never seemed to be a no. good place to be. I will say that if you play sniper on the Agent Kloss map, which is from the Rise of Skywalker where their base is, from the back of the blockade runner there's like an onlook and you can just snipe the hell out of people from there so if you yep. ever get that map be a sniper on that map it does work okay on hoth 
you know, because it's a lot of yeah. open space. Yeah. But there's just not a great place for you to hide either. So you're also a sitting duck the whole time you're sniping people. Exactly. You know. Yeah, they need um, to make more vantage points. So of course, like levels like like Hoth, uh, there's a lot of vehicles you can also unlock while you play, even though it's still a ground battle primarily. Mm -hmm. Um, so like, you know, you can get the, the snow speeder, you can get a tie fighter, depending on which side, you know, you're on. Um, I discovered that unless it's just a space battle, I can't fly those things worth a damn. <laughs> they rehauled everything for the, for the fly mechanics from the battlefront 2015 to battlefront 2017. They did a total rehaul of it. I love flying because it was so it's funny. I was sitting in my room with my ex and my roommate and I was playing with them. And at one point my roommate had to leave because she was like, I'm getting sick. I can't watch this. This is, oh, that's funny. This is horrible. I'm like <laughs> I'm doing all these like twists and turns and she's like, Nope, Nope. I'm nope. out. <laughs> yep. Gone. Goodbye. I like it. I don't find I have, I don't find I have issues with anything except the snow speeders. Yeah. I just, <laughs> I would have been I would have been decimated in the battle of Hoth. See, I just can't do it. The one vehicle I have trouble with is the uh uh speeder bikes on indoor. I can't those Oh, are too I fast. am a champion at the Oh, speeder those are way too fast for me. I yeah, can do a snow speeder fast. like no other, but I can't do no, I can't do a speeder bike. Do you so when you fly like the snow speeder, for example, <laughs> or, or like an X Wing or whatever, do you do yeah. first person or do you do third person? I do third person because that way I can see like if any other fighters like coming at me because in the cockpit you have a very like mm -hmm. narrow view of everything and so I want to be able to see like oh here comes someone let me just veer <laughs> left but sometimes I do cockpit view just because it's really it's really really pretty yeah no I always do cockpit view because I, I I want that full immersion ah uh, okay yeah I do third person because yeah the, the visibility is so tight it is yeah. really tight you know um, but then i feel like if you switch to third person when you're accustomed to first person you just you could just murder people <laughs> yeah um I, I like the y-wing a lot but it's kind of slow <laughs> you know compared yeah. to the bombers are for both sides for the good and bad are both very slow but it's also because they're, makes like, sense. they're bombers they're carrying a heavy payload yeah, they're heavy that makes sense mm -hmm. so like i can i can fly those better right because yeah. you're taking you know more determined and slower maneuvers but like yeah the snow speeder and a regular tie fighter like i'm just i'm gonna crash in, <laughs> in like two seconds <laughs> whenever the objective in the very first part of like a space battle or a uh, any kind of battle d depends on you destroying a blockade runner or some kind of like support craft i'm always the bomber because that's the easiest thing to get those things done and then i go and crash myself and i become a small fighter or whatever so that's how i that's how i would end up destroying all of the uh the AT-80s and the Hawk battles, I would yeah. just, I just run into them. <laughs> exactly. I did it by accident once and it worked really well. So I was like, well, well I guess strategy. I could just keep doing that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Oh, that's really great. Um, the Endor speeders, though, is that in two or is that just in one? It's in one and two. Yeah. I don't think I've had an opportunity to play on Endor in two yet. It's it's fun. Part of the storyline mode. Oh, is it in the campaign? That might be for a brief moment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I haven't gotten really in the into the campaign part because I've been playing with this group. So we just do um, the the co op stuff. I will say the campaign is fun, but it's god awful short. 
It is. It is too short. It's far too short. You mean like it's, six it's, to it's eight a, hours? If that. Yeah, maybe maybe eight to ten. Okay. So, I, I don't know. Depending on your depending on your level of ability. <laughs> yeah, I'd say between six to eight and a half. Hmm. Ish. But it's a great story. I, the characters are fantastic. It is, so and I, the I DLC really for wish. it too is really good too. The DLC adds about another yeah. hour or so to the story, so that's it's a nice little chunk. Oh, I think maybe I've only played it with DLC. Hmm. Maybe that's why it's longer for me. There you go. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, because I only we only purchased it this past January because I was all against getting it because of the whole initial issues and I wasn't gonna buy it for all that. See, oh I pre-ordered it and I didn't oh, know about it. Ian is a pre-order all the time, every time. Not all the first <laughs> off. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to stay in your lane, ma'am, because <laughs> not all the time, every time. I have learned from pre-ordering stuff uh with the game uh No Man's Sky. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, that's Derek and I have had many a conversation about No Man's Sky and how <laughs> I was like, excuse me? What was this? See, I had pre-ordered the collector's edition of that that actually came with a model of the ship. Oh, uh, yeah. And I was really excited. And then like a week before it released, all these reviews started coming out. And I, I was like, they were so negative, I just had to read them. And I ended up canceling my pre-order. Oh, no. So I still haven't actually played it, even though the game has been completely overhauled. I played, I started replaying it and I was like, okay, this is better, but I'm still pissed. <laughs> I'm still mad that they, Wait a minute, but, I don't know this game. Is this a Firefly game? No, it's like a space sim game. Oh, space sim. Yeah, yeah it was originally pitched as a, a space exploration game with a, a practically speaking infinite number of planets that you could travel to. And so the idea was that you could travel the planets, you could, you know, found them and, and name them and explorer on their on the ground and build stuff and you could interact with other players if you happen to pass one and it just uh happened to pass one is a very big term yeah well but it turned out though that you couldn't actually see people in the game like people had started figuring out that they oh. were like in the same location but they couldn't see each other and there was a lot of limitations to it so the game has been overhauled a couple of times and is supposedly much better now but it was definitely an overpromise, underdeliver situation. That's too bad because it sounds like those like early days of the Federation mm -hmm. gameplay kind of thing. Yeah, I'm totally into that. That's unfortunate. Yeah, it was definitely like it sounded like something I would really like initially, but and I did too, and I was like, oh, cool. Bye now. Yeah, the trick was it was all based on this algorithm that generated all of the systems and planets, and that was very impressive. But the the rest wasn't there yet. I will say I have uh, pre-ordered Star Wars Squadrons, though. You yeah, have? That's a, yes. I think that's an okay bet. And it's only 40 bucks. Yeah. That's true. And we'll talk about that, I'm sure, in a, in a, in a little yes. bit. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so back to the whole like flying thing. I really like the space combat in this game. I thought it was very fun. You're a space combat guy, though. That's your thing. Yeah. I'm way better at space combat than I think I am on the ground. <laughs> but uh, it depends on the know. map for me but i do really like the space combat um beautiful do, yeah you know, y wings and the x wings I'm, I'm pretty good at both of those uh i really struggle with any of the empire stuff any of the the fighters the tie fighter the the, the tie bomber any of those really? i have a very hard time with them yeah because they're all balls and no shields 
<laughs> the TIE Fighters have a small shield in this game. <laughs> they have a very small, tiny shield. Just very small. It's just hard for me to stay upright in a TIE Fighter. It just seems to spin on me, you know? Does well, that make sense? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, a TIE Fighter looks the same upside down. It's kind of hard to tell. This is true. That's very fair. <laughs> <laughs> at least at least the bomber's asymmetrical, so you can kind of figure it out. Yeah. You know? But even, like, the advanced TIE Fighter is basically symmetrical. Yeah. Almost. The bottom's a little different. But... Uh, but yeah, I really enjoy the space battles. There's, there's some really just the, the graphics are really impressive in this game, just across the yes. board. Oh yeah, oh, um, yeah. Especially considering like the the twenty v twenty battles, like you've got forty live players plus all the the AI stuff going on. You've got the cityscapes or the jungle scapes and all the stuff, and it just all looks really good. It's a fantastic game. They really shot themselves in the foot with the whole loot box thing because oh, it, for it, sure they did. It just took away from any enjoyment or in or reporting on the fact that this is a fantastic game yeah well and it, it, what's kind of a shame is the way the first one launched as well because it was so limited in what was available to do in the first game that it, yeah it turned off a lot of people like me because it was still a normally priced title and so i kind of just passed it up and then when this had all the controversy i was like all right well that's that's you know oh for two so far so i guess i'm done that's uh, fair Whereas, I can't like, believe it costs what it did without having a story mode, with with no campaign to play. Like, right. That, I kept waiting. I was like, "Do I need to unlock it? Do I have to play more? Yeah. Competitively, I do this. Where Where is it? Well, and then you know, you compare it to where the second game is today, and like, if this had been the game released initially in 2015, I think we'd be looking at one of the most successful franchises now. Yeah. But yeah, it's been rocky. I, I gotta say though, I do like how for Battlefront 2 that they made all the DLC free. There was no season pass, there was no, you know, pay for this planet, whatever. It was all free. And you got a crap ton of stuff. Like their DLC was great. Well, and it's it's smart too, because because the game is so multiplayer focused, I mean, it has a campaign, right? But it is very multiplayer focused. Mm -hmm. If you charge for DLC, you splinter the player base. Yes. Right? Because then, oh, well, only this fraction of the player base bought this DLC, so they have to go in a separate queue from this group. And if you have three different DLCs, then you possibly have four different player bases. Right. That have nothing, right? And then combinations of the DLC and such. So it's probably easier for them from an infrastructure perspective to just support one flat player base. It made sense. I mean, and I think they learned because, you know, there is pay there's unlockable DLC for uh, the first battlefront. Mm -hmm. And I think they learned, you know, like, Hey, maybe we shouldn't charge players to, you know, play our DLC, but we'll sure as shit charge them to play as our characters. <laughs> It, it's a tough model, right? Because it opens kind of a bigger conversation of just the price of video games. Video games have been $60 since the late 90s. You know, when the Nintendo 64 first launched is when standard console games hit the $60 mark. Those where, were so expensive. Back then, that was a lot of money, right? But it's now been almost 15 years, and the price hasn't really shifted 
Uh, we're not like making any more. Wage. Yeah, I was like, we're not making any more money either, so it doesn't <laughs> yeah. matter. <laughs> well, right, but like the games themselves cost more to produce. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Right. Nowadays, a, a modern video game, a AAA game, costs as much as a blockbuster film. Yeah. Right. So it's kind of difficult to to then pitch free DLC because where is this extra money for development coming from? So I definitely right. understand that, and there's so much. Uh, crunch in the video game industry of people working insane hours for huge amounts of time um, to just push out these titles and then you have these controversies that aren't necessarily up to the, you know the individual coders right who are making these games these are business decisions yeah. uh, probably made by ea more than dice i would well, well and that's oh. why ea got all the flack yes you know and when it didn't help that they commented on when like a reddit threads when someone oh God, commented that was on it amazing. it was like the most downvoted comment in the history it went to the guinness book of world records yeah. i watched it go down and i was like this is amazing yeah was, it's like what was the comment um oh hang on let me pull it up because <laughs> okay. i don't want to get this wrong <laughs> I mean, it is kind of funny, right? Like EA has been a, a pretty controversial publisher for a while now. Um, they're very big on games as a service. And I think that's why like Jedi Fallen Order, uh, which is made by Respawn, the developer Respawn, is a real outlier. They're the only ones who you know, don't have to use the Frostbite engine and all this other BS that EA you know, really pushes around. Yeah. Did you find it? Yes. Okay. So... Okay. Uh, in response to community's backlash, EA's community team defended the controversial changes by saying their intent to make users earn credits to unlock heroes was to give users a sense of pride and accomplishment. Yeah. And we all said poo-poo to that. Yeah, and so the, the term sense of pride and accomplishment has, become, has gone down in Reddit history and people bring it up all the time for anything. <laughs> when I get out of bed, I have a sense of pride and accomplishment. I have a sense like, of pride and accomplishment when I go to the bathroom. Yeah, like, <laughs> if I have a good bowel movement, then I have probably an accomplishment. I'm oh, just see, saying. I'm not a Redditor, so I totally missed that whole side. It was fantastic. Of, of the situation. So Chris showed me that, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, boy. And, uh, and then I, that's when I was like, ooh, you know what? I'm going to just not buy this right now. <laughs> it, was, it was rough, and I hope they learned their lesson with future Star Wars games and just future games in general. But I don't know. It don't feels know. like they have. I don't know. But it, you know, again, going back to the the fact that the prices haven't raised. You know, it, it costs a, an exorbitant amount of money to make these things. Like you said, like it's like a blockbuster picture. Um, yeah. I think you know this is why we're seeing these games that are being pushed out that are just buggy as all hell and just ruin your experience and the gameplay and your you know just give you a really nasty taste. Mm -hmm. um an initial taste of the game whereas you know what if if it were a hundred bucks a game and i were a, as much of a player now as i was in high school or in college i'd pay that i don't have oh, no problem yeah. with paying a hundred bucks or a little more i think yeah it's, it's expectation setting yeah. for sure you know uh one of the games we talk about a lot on the show is fallout 76 which has been notorious oh <laughs> for being a very buggy game and, and bethesda games and fallout games specifically tend to be sure. a little buggy side um but yeah i mean if if i had had the option to spend you know 80 to 100 and have it be really done and not be completely broken at launch i totally would have been interested in having that conversation yeah yeah well it's it, it's absolutely a you get what you pay for mm-hmm 
kind of issue. Absolutely. Yeah. And the whole idea of pay to win has been in the conversation for a while now. Lots of games have had to, to have those conversations about what, what that means to be pay to win and if that's good for the player base. And I, I don't think it is because I think no. you, know, you just end up supporting whoever has more money to burn rather than yeah. um, people who are just interested in playing. Which was always an issue with me for, you know, old school online games like Warcraft, you know, um, World of Warcraft and EverQuest and whatnot. You had all these, you had all these teenagers playing and kids playing like me. And then you had these adults who had all of this disposable income who were just mm -hmm. spending a shit ton of real world money. And there was no way we could ever catch up with them. It was just oh, impossible. Yeah. Like a week after the game first launched, someone already had like everything unlocked, everything paid for, everything good to go. It's like, okay, well, they win. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right, and honestly, well, where's the fun in that? Exactly. Where's the sense of pride and accomplishment? <laughs> <laughs> There's pride and accomplishment when they type in their credit card number. Fair That's right. So, speak, so going back to, to the game itself, right? Because it covers so much ground, what do you even think would be in a Battlefront 3? What would you want to see? What do you think is realistic? So, okay, I'm going to talk on this real quick. Okay, so, <laughs> hold on. Oh, Collect oh, yourself. Oh, oh. In Battlefront 2, they had a huge opportunity to introduce a bunch of characters to the Battlefront that we'd never seen before. And they squandered that completely. Uh, How so? Give me, give me some examples. I mean, you take the Clone Wars era, you can at least name five or six characters that would be fun to play on the battlefront. I can, yeah. you know, Ahsoka, Rex, Mace Windu, uh, Padme, Ventress. Uh, we touched on this in our, in our yeah. podcast before. And, you know, that was a huge waste of opportunity. And the, the fact that... that a uh, user found some audio files buried deep in one of the updates of other characters mentioning these characters and like interacting with them makes me think that they were working on these characters to begin with and they had to scrap them for some reason. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. Because there's like a, there's a line that Grievous says that clearly references Padme with him saying, uh, what are you doing here outside of the Senate? Like that's, who else are you talking about? Bale? No. Jar Jar, obviously. Sheev. He's talking about Sheev. Sheev. <laughs> uh, and so it makes me think that they were in development for these characters for some reason, and they just don't have them now. Yeah. Uh, you know, their last big content update that they were doing was the Scarif update, and that only came with a map. That didn't come with Jin. They didn't come with yeah. Krennic, K2, Cassian, no one. Just mm -hmm. the map itself which they never really did that before. They had the map and a bunch of characters that came with it. So that was very weird to have them not have those characters come along with it. It's gotta be another time and money thing. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. That, and I also think that, you know, this was also in development when the coronavirus like hit everything. So they even said in a statement that a bunch of their employees had to be, you know, go home and work from home. And I don't know if you don't have the same, you know, I guess, stuff that you can work at home and is in an office or whatever, but I don't know if that still applies to gaming people or not, but. It certainly can, right? And it depends on the company's policies and we don't know DICE's internal policies about what can and can't be taken off of, you know, sure, uh, sure. company property. Right. Yeah. Uh, hey, that's but, risky, that's risky. 
It can be. It really can be. Um, so what what would you want to see then? Like, let's say they announced Battlefront three, right? Not Clone DLC, Wars. just a, a brand new game. What was that, Chris? Clone Wars. Clone Wars. Absolutely, it's got a oh. Clone Wars focus. Yeah. I mean, considering the incredible high note that we just ended the Clone Wars series on, having a Clone Wars centered Battlefront game would be mind blowing. I agree. Clone Wars having a huge impact on it. Uh, I would also like to see more stuff from, you know, planets that we didn't get to see necessarily from other trilogies. Uh, I would love to see uh, Exegol. That'd be really fun to fight on. Oh, that'd be cool. A space battle over Exegol destroying Star Destroyers and whatnot. That'd be really yeah. fun to play as. Uh, you know, basically, Chris and I are on the same page with the whole Clone Wars thing. We want a Clone Wars-centered Battlefront game. Uh, that even, the developers even said that that uh, whole era of gameplay that they released, that was the most well-received gameplay that they had. Most well-received content, most well-received just input in general, so the fans want a lot of Clone Wars stuff. Yeah. Mm. Well, I think the bulk of people who are probably still buying video games right now are, you know, the prequel kids and the Clone Wars kids. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is the content we want. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. What about old republic content oh my god well i don't see that ever happening but mm, yeah no? well i think so i mean there's rumors so, that there's there's going to be a trilogy of films set they're in they're rebranding the old republic what does that it, mean it, it's going to be called the high republic yeah aren't those two different things it it takes <laughs> place around the same time so okay. Our understanding was that, you know, that is the Old Republic, but also this is the High Republic. This is the, the new the version height, of the Old Republic. The height of the Republic, the old Republic. is the Old Republic. Yeah. It's the way I'm reading it. I see. That's how I see it, too. Okay. Uh, uh, I don't know. I would love content in there. It just depends on what kind of characters we get, too, because we know literally nothing about this High Republic stuff. We know yeah. a few things here and there, but other than that, we got nothing to go on. I would love to see that happen, but I don't see it happening until there is some kind of cinematic or or television series to yeah. back it up so that the interest is there, the devotion is there to actually want to be able to play that out. Mm -hmm. I mean, the old Republic Center games were amazing, but I feel oh, yeah. like the people who played those were really the most hardcore Star Wars fans. That's fair. I think that that's definitely likely. I would love also to see uh, characters or locations pop up from The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if they do announce a Battlefront 3, by then season two and possibly season three will be underway yeah. for Mandalorian. I want to play as Kara. That would be a that would be so oh, cool. Oh yeah. So cool. Well, I was actually thinking I'm looking it up right now because of course I'm drawing a um I'm drawing a total blank on the character's name. But the guy you get to play as in in uh Shadows of the Empire. Oh, uh Starkiller? Thank you. Yeah. No, not Star Killer. No, no. Oh, Shadows of the Empire. Sorry. Kyle. Kyle, Kyle Katarn. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Kyle Katarn. Sorry. Um, yeah. No, I would really like to see some of that content. Um, Shadows he of the was fun. I like Shadows him. of the Empire. Is still like one of my favorite Star Wars games of all time. Um, and I mean, it's original trilogy content. Let's not pretend it isn't. But yeah. you know, he would be a cool character to kind of solidify as being still canon. I wonder, yeah, yeah, I wonder if they put thought into whether that's Legends or Canon. He's Legends. I mean, officially, yeah. Yeah, uh -huh. he's not Canon. 
until no. somebody has made canon they're legends yeah yeah <laughs> i did well i didn't know if there was like some weird supplemental stuff that mm. may have mentioned any of that no unfortunately not yeah i i don't know I, i'd like to see some of that i think that that would be pretty cool it's a strange line that they walk, you know, especially making Thrawn canon, but not making any of the other characters. Canon's a complicated thing. And really you know, as a Trekkie, I've, I have canon conversations all the time because yeah. Star Trek has taken canon very seriously for decades. Um, so I feel the pain that the Star Wars fans have had to kind of deal with since the Disney yeah. acquisition. Yeah. Uh, but it's not so bad to have a set of rules helping determine what it's not happened. and there's a bunch <laughs> of stuff that's you know that they're bringing into canon then there's a bunch of stuff that was legends and they brought into canon like for example thrawn and the tie defender project and a bunch of all those other characters so yeah. there's no reason we cannot get a kyle katarn later down the road or mara jade or you know whatever it may be mm-hmm. oh we're never gonna get mara you don't know that. They're just going to tease her for the rest of my life. Never, <laughs> it might just happen. be a different Mara than what we're used to. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, that's likely. I, I don't, they don't really adapt any of the legends exactly word for word. No. You know, uh, they've all been kind of adapted, changed up a bit. Um, maybe they can add in an a alternate Darth Maul where he has the spider robot legs. He had that in the Clone Wars, though. No, I know, but that's what I mean, like, in the games. Oh, oh, oh. Like swap out outfit kind of thing? Yeah, right, yeah. You yeah, that'd be kind of cool. That'd be super <laughs> that'd cool. be very fun. Well, someone, I think, modded that. So I think it's a video that someone did a mod of that. Someone did, yeah, that's yeah. funny. Awesome. I um, think those types of things could be kind of fun. I also want to see more, like, ship combat in, like, Battlefront 3, because you get this thing, this uh, mode called uh, Capital Supremacy, Mm. where you start on a land battle capture these points and then you go up and you start to fight on the enemy's capital ship either taking it down or defending it mm-hmm. and that was really fun that final also really, stage is is so hard <laughs> it's brutal because <laughs> it's it's rough uh but i love it because i'm a huge ship fan i like the ships i like the the look of these ships and so fighting inside a, a star destroyer or a mon calamari cruiser was really fun mm-hmm I I would like to see. So I'm a real time strategy game fan. I love RTSs. I would love to see a Star Wars RTS that had both ground and space battles, because like you'd be able then to control groups of troops, you know. Yeah. And imagine being able to control the capital ships and send out fighters, you know, acting well, control of the ships. They did have that game. So there was one a long time ago. It was called Empire at War. Yeah. I don't even remember that yeah, game. Yeah, it was like Age of Empires for Star Wars. Yeah, it was so I fun. That. It was How called Empire at War. Empire yeah, at Empire, War. Empire at War, and then the uh, companion title was Empire at War Forces of Corruption. I don't remember those. Okay. And people have modded the hell out of those games. I mean, you have Clone Wars mod for them. You have sequel era mods. You have so many different mods. They're, it's a really fun game. A new, a new, a new version of that though would be really fun. yes, really fun, right? Like when you just think about the the graphic abilities and everything that they've done to build out these locations in Battlefront Two, you can still use all of those locations again, right? But just from a slightly zoomed away perspective, yeah. you right? Control, you have to control more units. I'd play um, the hell out of that. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to see that. It's a it'll be a fun fun game to have. Uh, 
<laughs> I also kind of want to see, I don't know, just more, more, I guess, interesting locations because how many times we fought on Hoth? How many times we fought on I Endor? I know. I was like, just thinking that earlier. Like, I love Hoth and I love Endor, but. <laughs> those definitely get the more casual fans, though. You know, the, yeah. the primary base of players is. Yeah. Like, they, were, they recognize it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, like, you know, give me a fight on Coruscant. Oh, so that cool. would be freaking cool. Give that me a fight on, you know, cool. Dathomir. Give me a fight on, uh, you know, all these other locations and stuff like that. Just give me a fight there, please. It's a fair point. That's that's a fair point. I I think that there's a lot that they could focus on. Um, it's just people like to see things that they recognize. Sure, sure, sure. You know, yeah. like if you if you had a battle on tat, Tatooine and you could see the suns, people are gonna be really happy yeah. about that. Oh, and I, yeah. and I don't want I don't want Tatooine to go away. I don't want Ender or oh, I wouldn't to either, go away. But, you know. I just want more options. Yeah. Yes. Like, for example, fighting on Naboo, you really only got to do, I think, in the second Battlefront in twenty fifth or 2005. So fighting on Naboo again, you know, that was fun. Yeah. Um, I mean, imagine adding the Gunkins as a playable faction. Oh, dear God. On Naboo. Well, they have some cool technology. They have super cool technology. I can hear so, the bloom bloom right? in my head. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine you, what that you, would look like in Battlefront 2. The yeah. game is so gorgeous, right? That'd be pretty cool. That'd did you cool. play Ewok Hunt yet, Derek? What is Ewok Hunt? Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so Ewok Hunt is a game mode they added in about halfway through releasing the game where you either play as a stormtrooper or you play as an Ewok. And the stormtroopers, you are literally hunting down Ewoks and killing them. That's dark. <laughs> Or you're an Ewok and you're bashing stormtroopers' skulls open with like a rock. So it's, it's fantastic. It's Return of the Jedi, but like dark. Intense. Table modes, Return of the Jedi. Yeah. And it's like a pitch black map. And as a stormtrooper, you have to use a flashlight. But if you use it too much, the Ewok will spot you. It's kind of creepy. Is it a multiplayer <laughs> mode, or do you play uh, it by yourself? You can do, I think, either or. I'm gonna have to check that out because if four people can play that i'm going to suggest that for wednesday i think (laughs) i don't remember how many people can play it but it's because you know as soon as you wipe out enough ewoks you have to get to the shuttle and if you don't make it to the shuttle in time because ewoks have like spears bow and arrows these little like twirly light things that blind you and they do like and that send those other ewoks be like hey get this bitch It's really fun because you can also play as an Ewok. They added him in as a playable uh, right. character for like the actual games itself. I tried and playing I, as an Ewok. I was not good. I watched, uh, so I watched a video of someone as an Ewok just take down Darth Vader and it was the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> what, do we, what do we call them? Furry murder bears? Yeah. Yep. Happy, happy murder bears. Happy, happy murder bears. bears. I will say tr- trying to take down Yoda might be the most frustrating thing in the game. It's hard. He moves so fast. <laughs> he's so little. <laughs> like, he's just oh, jumping and nope. spinning and flying around. And yeah, yeah. I usually play heavy, and when you're using your special, they're kind of slow. Yeah. You know. Um, and so it's, it's like just... the worst person you could fight against as a heavy. <laughs> right. Exactly. Is Yoda? Absolutely. <laughs> it's yeah. It's rough because he is. He's very small. He's very small. And and you, you know, if you're very tall, you're very screwed. <laughs> just don't look like i see it (laughs) yep 
So you brought it up a little bit ago, but I want to make sure we talk about it before we run out of time here. And that's Squadrons, which is the Star Wars game. So this game is going to support VR. It is going to be $40 and it is going to be locked into first person, uh, mainly because of of VR. I'm stoked. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Why? Tell us why. Why are you excited? Because it looks like one of the, you know, it brings me back to being an eight-year-old who just wants to be fully immersed in the Star Wars world and pretend like nothing else exists and, you know, and and have a reason to get my, to beg my parents to buy me the stupidly expensive, hyper-realistic fighter pilot joystick so that I can play this game. I feel that. It's fair. That's my my nostalgic view coming in. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I, I love the idea, right, of actually getting a group together and, and going out on these missions designed for a team. And um, the graphics look great. I'm a little sad Gorgeous. that it's locked in first person, but I understand the reason. That's how I am, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, are you going to get it in VR? We're too poor to have VR headsets, Derek. Yeah, I only, ha- I only have that for my, for my phone. Um, I don't know, maybe one day. Well, here's the thing. I wouldn't necessarily buy VR for this because literally in a, like a month and a half or so, the PS5 will come out. And I don't know if this VR will be capable of it running is. on the PS5. The P- PSVR is on PS5. Uh, oh, okay. It's fully compatible. There is an upgraded camera that you can purchase on mm-hmm. the PS5 that is um, higher resolution and, and things like that. But the, the headset and everything like that will be exactly the same. Okay, that makes me feel a little bit better because I was like, if I have to buy a whole new goddamn headset, I will no. be pissed. Yeah, no, that that would be unfortunate for a lot of people. And don't get me wrong, PSVR two will be out at some point, but oh yeah, very little known about it at this time. So I wouldn't expect it until next year at the earliest. So PSVR so, is fully compatible. My question for you, Derek, since it is a forty dollar game, which is about mm-hmm. you know what twenty five bucks cheaper than what. Well, 20 most games are 60 yeah you know so does that mean in your opinion that we will get less like content and missions because it's only 40 bucks or do you think we're gonna get the same amount as like a normal game or what what's your take on that so i think it's gonna be it's a little bit of a complicated conversation because the battlefront games already are shorter than most 60 triple a titles mm-hmm. um you know and it's, it's a hard thing to compare with right you have a game like you know the Last of Us is about 30 hours. Horizon Zero Dawn is about 60 hours. A game Kingdom like Hearts Gear- 3 was like 80 plus yeah. hours. But then you have like Gears of War and Halo are more like 15 to 20 hours. Um, even some games are as short as 10. So that yeah. $60 gets spread out in a lot of different ways. Um, I think anytime you get a game that has a multiplayer, it's a, it's a heavy multiplayer focused game, you get less for campaign gameplay. That's true. And, and they did say there's going to be a full campaign in this. We just don't know how long it's going to be. Yeah, I'm very curious to see how long it's going to be. There's also the VR factor, which is that VR has kind of landed in this weird spot of an assumption being made that there aren't or shouldn't be $60 titles in VR. Um, and so VR titles are usually 10 to 40 bucks. That's kind of the sweet spot for VR. A lot of the time it's because the graphics are lower quality than normal 2D graphics are. They don't look as hyper-realistic. You're not going to see Cyberpunk 2077 graphics inside of PSVR. Oh, right? no. Um, but they've come a long way. There's a wide range, right? Something like super hot all the way up through Squadrons. 
Um, but I think people just aren't going to pay $60 for a VR title today. That's interesting. I didn't realize that's why the price. I didn't realize that either. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of an unspoken rule at this point. And maybe it's because people have to already purchase a separate set of hardware. And, you know, PSVR is the cheapest option out there for legitimate VR video games. How much is that? It's $200 normally. Uh, There's lots of bundles that will come with a game or two and things like that, that help offset that price even more. Um, and when you consider that like an Oculus setup or, so, or a Vive setup is going to cost you like 600 or more plus needing a higher oh end PC, you know, it's $1,500 to get into a PC VR scenario. Yeah. Whereas getting into PSVR, you have to buy a PlayStation, which you can get as low as 200 bucks. And then the PSVR, which you can get as low as 200 bucks. So, you know, even Much with tax, it's not a bad gig. $100, right? Yeah. So it's much more reasonable for people. Um, and so, you know, I, I have to decide if I'm going to play it in PSVR or just regular 2D. That'll be a big decision. I really can't wait for this game. It's, I mean, like I said, it's, it's really like a full-on space combat. They said it's a, a spiritual sequel to the Rogue Squadron games, which those games Chris and I loved, loved, oh, yeah. loved. I played the first uh, one. I never played the sequel. They're so fun. They were so, so fun. Those games made my childhood. And... The fact that we get characters like Hera from Rebels that's in there. Uh, we also get a character that's from the novels, which her name is Ray Sloan. She's an Imperial officer. Uh, you know, we get also a bunch of new characters in there. You get to customize your own pilot. Uh, you get to customize your ship. Your cockpit. There's even like little like trinkets yep. and collectibles that you can decorate with. Including it's, pop vinyls in game. I know. <laughs> so funny. It's going to be a lot. And I'm hoping that they put out maybe some free dlc as well for other arrows for that because it would be very fun uh you know is it gonna be you know a 35 hour gameplay single player campaign no and i already know that that's fine but see my thing is i'm wondering if it's gonna be like you know 10 missions as the imperials and then 10 missions as the rebels so that's, that's 20 missions I'm all thinking. together yeah i'm thinking it'll be something like that seems reasonable and yeah. those missions and like overlap with each other and you know whatnot but this also may be you know, i would think that this is probably an experiment to see if they can reboot the rogue squadron type of franchise yeah. and just bring out more and more content like this because you have this game and then you have it's confirmed that they're working on a sequel to uh jedi fallen order mm-hmm. so no real surprise there it was so no, well received yeah like that you know and you you uh, brought up cyberpunk which i cannot personally wait to play yeah, but I want a Star Wars game like that. Right? Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's kind of a missed How? opportunity that that's not a thing. You're right? Like, you to create your own character and just... That should be the old Republic, High Republic, sorry, High Republic game should be like yeah. that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. I could see that. Well, now you could get, they re-released and remastered Episode 1 Pod Racers. Yes. You know, see that? <laughs> I almost bought it. I really did. I almost bought it. They uh, also, well, they also re-released... Uh, Jedi Knight Outcast and Jedi Knight Academy, which has right. Kyle Katarna there as well. There uh, Academy was my, my, that was my jam because you could play as a Twi'lek and as a Jedi and you could be a bad guy if you wanted to. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> Sign me up, please. I love the Pod Racer game. I really do. The Pod did. Racer is so fun. I, like, I loved playing it in the arcade. Where you yeah. Where sit in the pod. That was so cool. I never got to do that. I just played it on my 64. Oh, I sat in the pod. I was like, there was like a kid next. No, no, it's my turn. Go away. (laughs) Um, 
I, that would have been really cool. I never got to do that. Yeah, episode one of... racer was great. Uh, the sequel was not so great, but you know, I don't think I knew there was a sequel. There was Star Wars Episode One Pod Racer Two. Oh, sure. there, it's called Racer's Revenge. There are and so many Star Wars video games. It's not even funny. So Racer's Revenge, you're gonna love this. Anakin like takes like a sabbatical leave from being a Jedi. He's still in his full Padawan look for Episode Two. Oh my god! And he goes and like races people, and he's like cool <laughs> no and it's wizard it's wizard it's so me, wizard yes. <laughs> and uh Sebulba's back because he built like a new racer and he's like challenging Anakin he's like I'm gonna get you that's not how he talks but okay can and... you imagine this can you imagine this as a Clone Wars side episode <laughs> Anakin just disappears for a season just I... go race some pods that's <laughs> so funny but yeah what? it wasn't the greatest oh yeah <laughs> I don't know how Racer's I revenge. Know about that. It's because it really didn't do that well. <laughs> That's so sad. Um, yeah, I never even heard about it. And I was trying to find, there he is. I always played as Ben Quadineros. Oh, I love Ben Quadineros. Quadineros. Yeah, I always <laughs> played as him. He was my go-to. He was the little fuck up who couldn't get his pod racer started in episode one. Aww. But he's got like quad engines. And so I was like, yeah. that's cool. So I'll play well, as him. I always played as him because I felt bad that we didn't get to see him race in episode one. So I'm like, I'm going to play as, <laughs> as him. <laughs> like, I'm going to give him his due. Right? Yeah. yeah. He deserved to be there. Everybody has a bad day. Yeah. He just oh, blew up. It's fine. He's okay. fine. He only blew up a little bit. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a little minor damage. If yeah, so if you had, let's wrap up here in a moment. If you had to pick, it may be hard, but if you had to pick your favorite Star Wars video game, any era, any platform, any genre, what would that be? Oh my goodness, you guys are gonna laugh. <laughs> I think I know what yours is. Let's hear it. It's the math. It's it's Star Wars Masters of the Terrace Sky. Yep, that is. There really? Is. Yeah. I so, love fighter games. Yeah, so that is a very obscure game. It's the it's only Star obscure. Wars fighter. Yeah. I, my friends and I, we play, I, I just, so many sleepless nights as kids playing this game. It was incredible. Plus, it has Mara Jade. I was going to say, I know that's why that we picked it. Do you actually, do you own a copy? I do. I still own a copy. That is super cool. Yeah. It is very hard to get. I've been uh, keeping my eye out for a copy because I've never played it and it's very unique and I would like to check that out. Yeah, it is It is still in my disc mm -hmm. book of games. It's still in there. Awesome. I can't play it. I have nothing to play it on, but I will never get rid of that. It's PlayStation, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Once the pandemic is over... You can come over. I have a PlayStation. Let's do it. We can play. Oh my <laughs> God, Ian, let's do this. <laughs> yes. So speaking of fighting games, I kind of also want like a Star Wars Mortal Kombat game, but that's basically what Masters of. That's what uh, this was. Yeah. 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 But I want like a new version. No, they um, should do it. They should absolutely. I swear, people would be into that these days. Oh, for sure. Cool. Well, because um, they, they did add um, a couple, so like Yoda and Vader were in a couple of the Soul Calibur games. Yeah, yes. and so was yeah. uh, Star Killer too, I think. Was he? Oh, okay. No. Yes. Maybe. I don't remember that, but maybe. I think Star Killer was as well. I know I definitely destroyed people as Vader in that game. <laughs> yeah. So Ryan or uh, Ian, wow, I'm so used to talking to Ryan on the show. I apologize. <laughs> 
Uh, Ian's upset. Um, <laughs> How dare you? I'm gone. Ryan's my co-host on Screen Heroes, so I'm used to asking him questions. Ian? I have not had one negative opinion really here, so I'm not Ryan. <laughs> Burn. What is your favorite Star Wars game? So it's a toss-up between the Empire at War games, because they were really, really fun, and I played the mods for them, so I was like, fuck the base game. I'm going to play as the Clone Wars mod. This is really fun. <laughs> Uh, that or there's a game called Star Wars Bounty Hunter. Oh, yeah! And you get to play as Jango Fett, and this is, you know, him before uh, uh, Attack of the Clones, so it's him being recruited. And you get the actor who played Jango Fett back as the voice, and you get the actress who played Zam Whistle as Zam Whistle again. And it's just a fun game. I get to collect bounties and go to different planets, and if I'm like, Oh, you want a dead or alive? Guess which option I'm picking. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Burnt corpse. My favorite. Uh, in- I, I hedged a bit earlier, but it's it's Shadows of the Empire. Uh, oh, yeah. I I played that game into the ground, and um, there was lots of like glitches and cheat codes that you could do to to kind of do strange stuff in the game, and um, I always would play around with those types of things. Yeah, you, you could play as a Wampa, for example, which was always yeah. really fun. Um, you can just go around and just start smacking around stormtroopers, but uh, you know the gra- look. It's a '64 game, so the graphics are what they are, right? Yeah, I always. It's so it. funny when I think back on all these games I played, like Rogue Squadron and whatnot. In my head, it looks like Battlefront Two. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you watch like gameplay of it from like back, then you're like, you're like oh. oh no, 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 no! Rogue look Squadron looks like better droid. than Shadows of the Empire, though. I, w- I will say yes. That. Well, especially because also Rogue Squadron came out for the GameCube, mm-hmm. so it had better graphics there too. So, well, I had Rogue Squadron on my PC, so it had oh it had pretty decent. I had yeah. it on sixty four, and so that I was a direct, own... a direct comparison. It it looked better than Shadows of the Empire on the same console. Yeah, so. mine was PC as well because I had the the joystick with it. Exactly. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I think I own it. Oh, oh, I forgot. I totally forgot what my my favorite Star Wars video game is, and it just clicked. Dark Forces. Oh yeah, Dark Forces. Oh, fantastic. yeah, the old DOS game. Yes. Okay. Uh, I never is got to the play one... the sequel though. Lucas Bell. Is that Lucas, the one that Lucas had like Lucas. the actual like live action people in it? Uh, no. There was no you know, live action. So there was a game. It was with Kyle Katarn, and just. I don't remember playing a game that had live action splice. I feel like I have a vague memory of that. You, it's oh, hang on, I gotta Google it. <laughs> it's gonna bother the hell out of me. That's fine. That's fine. Um, well, before we wrap up, is there anything else you want to touch on as far as Battlefront Squadrons, a game you want to recommend people if they're into Star Wars? I mean, Battlefront is, you know, a good place to start. Especially, yeah. you know, is it still free on the PlayStation right now or no? I don't know if it is. No, it's a monthly thing, so that's okay. a, that's over. It's well they're they go on sale. I think I picked I think I picked them both up for like twenty, twenty five bucks. Yeah. That's on reasonable. special on um on Xbox. Uh it's worth it. It's I mean it's worth more than that, I think now. You know, now that the whole controversy is passed. It's oh, a yeah. lot of fun. It's a lot of fun whether you're multiplayer or local co-op or just, you know, playing through the campaign. It's a lot of fun. Agreed. Ah, it was Dark Forces 2. Oh, okay. So I didn't get to Dark Forces 2. So that's okay. 
Okay, that makes more sense. I knew it was something. I'm like, it's not Jedi Knight, but I think it was, okay. Yeah, Dark Forces too. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, then we're going to wrap things up, but I want to give you both an opportunity to kind of give yourselves a shout out or anything that you'd like if people want to talk to you about Star Wars or check out that podcast you have. Yes, please follow us on Twitter uh, at Echo Station Cast. Uh, we have episodes bi-weekly uh, and we just talk a bunch of Star Wars stuff. I mean, if you like Star Wars, we're going to talk about something that you like in some form or another. So, you know, come listen to us. And if you also give us a review on iTunes and Apple Podcasts, we will shout you out on a future episode. So do that too. We just had a really big giveaway. People we did. Sent off a bunch of our cool personal collection. Um, when we hit another milestone and in, in listeners, we'll, we'll definitely do another one. We've tossed around a couple of cool ideas. So yeah, come and give us a listen. Yes. And if you want to find us on Instagram, you can find me at uh, Chris Jaded or on Twitter at The Dirt Witch. And you can find Ian. Where can we find you, Ian? Uh, I am uh, House of Turner Cosplay on Instagram and then IR Turner on the tweeters. Awesome. Well, thank you both for joining me. This was a fun crossover. I had it was. Eric. Yeah, this was fantastic. I'm so glad this is our first crossover episode. It's Yay! Great. It's good stuff. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll talk again in the future. Uh, I'm of course the Star Trek dude on Twitter and Facebook, so you can find me out there. And we'll talk to you guys again. Bye, guys. May the force be with you. May the force be with you. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Well, that's going to be it for us this week on the Gamer Heroes podcast. I hope you enjoyed our Star Wars conversation. If you uh, enjoyed it and you you liked what Chris and, and Ian had to say, please uh, check out the Echo Station podcast. Check them out. Download an episode, stream it, what have you. Subscribe to the show and all that good stuff. And... If you enjoyed our video game conversation, if there's a Star Wars video game we didn't mention or one that you just truly love, hit me up, hit us up on Twitter and Facebook and all that good stuff. And let's talk about these games because I learned about uh, Empire at War. I didn't know that there was a Star Wars RTS. How cool is that? So what else wasn't I aware of? Let me know. Otherwise, we will be back in a week, maybe two. Normally it's two, but I might do some new stuff next week. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. Keep an eye on the feed. We've got some cool topics coming up in the future. Um, we'll be talking gamer parents and what it means to be a gamer and a parent and how to kind of weave those things together, suggested games and suggested strategies for gaming with children and gaming while you have children. Uh, we'll also be talking Pokemon Sword and Shield with their DLC, The Last of Us Part 2. We're going to be bringing Caroline back to talk more Halo stuff. You know, it's going to be a good time so be sure to subscribe and keep your eye on those feeds and we'll be back with more gamer heroes if you want to talk to me of course you can find me at the star trek dude on twitter and facebook and you can talk star trek and other things with me as well
Before I go, I'm just going to make a little just, you know, shameless plug for our coffee. What is that? KO-FI.com slash heroes podcasts. It is a way for you to help support the show in a financial way. So while subscribing, downloading, reviewing is all incredibly important. And I truly appreciate every one of our listeners and every one of our reviewers and, and all of you. Thank you. If you want to financially support the show and the network in any way, you know about our Patreon. We have that, and that's awesome too. But if you want to do one-off stuff here or there, whatever amount you want randomly, that's what coffee is for. You can just go out there, buy us a coffee. That money comes to us, and we can use it to pay for domain fees and hosting of the site, other licensing things, equipment, all that kind of goodies. So that's what I'm just going to ask. If you if you feel like it, every dollar really counts, and it means a lot. So thank you in advance. All right. We'll catch you guys next time. Game on. Gamer Heroes is produced by the Heroes Podcast Network and hosted by me, Derek Mayer. Follow me at the Star Trek Dude on Twitter. You can subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Podcast Addict, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Gamer Heroes Pod or Facebook and Instagram at Heroes Podcasts. Stream our latest episodes and catch other HPN shows on our website, HeroesPodcasts.com. Game on.